Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos as the season continues. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. <laughs> Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. It is a trade edition of the podcast because the Denver Broncos have dealt one of their big name players. We're going to talk about how that impacts the team, what they got back, and how this sets them up in the future. And should this be the first of many other moves? to come. We'll discuss that today on the Broncos Blitz podcast, a daily podcast with Mile High Sports, but of course our friends over there at Tap 14, well, they're presenting our podcast and you want to hop on over to a great place. The rooftop is just tremendous. It is heated, by the way, in the winters, so you go on over there and you get one of your favorite of the Colorado Distilled Spirits that is just tremendous. They got an entire menu that you will be very impressed with. Going over there all the time up on the rooftop, Tap 14. You can find them on the web, find pictures, of course, and the menu at tap14.com. That's tap14.com. The big name dealt by the Denver Broncos, Emmanuel Sanders, going to San Francisco in a trade where they will acquire draft picks. Now, the full deal is Emmanuel Sanders and a fifth-round pick. That is a pick that uh, is owned by Denver this year. And that is going to San Francisco in return for a third and fourth round pick from San Francisco this year. So if you are the Denver Broncos, you have quite a bit of draft capital, which, uh, look, this is uh, all a part of the Broncos rebuilding. This is Denver's um, essentially uh, beginning of understanding that uh, they need to uh, fully restructure this roster and um, in do so by trading away aging veterans, talent that is not going to help them this year and load up on draft capital. Now, Denver stands to own their first overall pick, or at least their first round pick, hopefully not the first overall pick, uh, their first round pick this year, their second round pick this year. Now they have three first round picks from Denver, Pittsburgh, and now San Francisco. They'll have, of course, two fourth round picks as well too. So that means do the math, carry the one that is two, four, six, seven first round or or picks. I should say within the first four rounds. And particularly if you're Denver, you know, looking at how the teams are playing out, you're probably going to see Pittsburgh lose a couple games. And obviously Denver's pick is going to be quite high as well too. You could see Denver picking four times within the first 100. Now, uh, there are many people, the social media, of course, the fans are coming out and saying, well, these draft picks, they don't mean anything if you can't pick the right players. Well, I will say this, uh, for the Denver Broncos, the last two years have been pretty decent when it comes to picking players. Uh, this is a, uh, a inconsistent 
when it comes to evaluating talent uh, group. Uh, John Elway has been, I, I think, gotten a lot of heat, maybe more than deserved when it comes to picking other positions outside of the quarterback position. You know, I think the, the blowback is really mainly from the quarterback position, which, make no mistake, has been awful so far in Paxton Lynch and Brock Osweiler. But certainly, look, in the last two years, this is a Denver Broncos team that is beginning to hit when it comes to um, their farther down draft picks away from their top pick. Now, look, uh, obviously, Bradley Chubb, uh, you know, Von Miller, those are his two claim to fames, if you will, if you're John Elway. But this is a Denver Broncos team that is still trying to rebuild and seeing the fruits of the rotten uh, harvest essentially rear their ugly face in front of them. From 2017, but the last two years, look, Dalton Reisner looking like a solid pick. Uh, no offense going to take a bit to blossom. This is a uh, a team that is going to to see him struggle this year because he's learning two positions, offensive line and, D- and tight end. That is what a rookie tight end goes through. Uh, you're never going to know the, the talents of Drew Locke until he sees the field. You know, Jawan James, we're expecting to see him now get a little bit of a bump because of this trade of Emmanuel Sanders, who is going to San Francisco. But then you look back at previous years as the second round pick in 2018 is now your head honcho. He is the number one wide receiver in Cortland Sutton. So Sutton's going to take up a big part of the workload now from Joe Flacco. And then the fourth round pick Deshaun Hamilton should start to see much more play as well too is Deshaun Hamilton, as well as Tim Patrick coming off of IR shortly here. Those are going to be your main targets for Joe Flacco moving forward. So Denver loading up on draft capital. And while, you know, one side of the room is essentially saying, well, this draft capital is worthless. If you have John Elway pulling the triggers, well, you could easily point to the idea that this team has actually had some pretty good drafts over the last two years, at least draft pick wise, where they're seeing some impactful players. I mean, even going back into the 2018 draft where you're talking about Josie Jewell, uh, you know, obviously we talked about Cortland Sutton, that second round pick Royce Freeman, you know, the third round pick the running back has been a nice little tantrum to pair with Philip Lindsay. And in 2018, you know, you picked up some talent and then that's, that's really what it is because this draft is a total crapshoot. It is a total, uh, throw the dart at the dartboard and hope you hit, you know, that's, that's really what it is. You can, you can do all the scouting. You can go through all the film. You can view all the video and, Ask any wacky questions you want at the NFL Combine, but the reality is that this is there is no science to this, and it is a tough, tough, tough job to have if you are any front office in the NFL in trying to hit in uh, any talent when it comes to the NFL. And Denver has been fairly good over the last two years. Now, of course, everybody is going to focus in on that 2017 draft in which, yes, it was a bad one. Garrett Bowles looking like a bust. Demarcus Walker is a late bloomer, but I suppose he is your best player of that draft. From there, Henderson, not on the roster. Langley, not on the roster. Jake Butt, can't stay healthy. McKenzie, not on the roster. D'Angelo Henderson and Chad Kelly. It was just a dreadful 2017 that maybe is souring John Elway's resume as a little more than it should be, but... I'm also not going to blame people for that because 2017 was just so bad. But you go look back at 2016 as well, and you start to look at this uh, draft class as well, too, and you say, you know, the 2016 draft class wasn't too bad. It just had the one bad egg, and that one bad egg was, of course, 
Paxton Lynch at the top, taking 26th overall. It didn't pan out. But from there, Adam Gotsis in 2016, your second round pick, still on the roster, although obviously not fitting well with Vic Fangio's scheme. Justin Simmons looks like an absolute player out of the third round. The safety taken at it in the uh, 2016 uh, draft out of Boston College. Devontae Booker still on the roster as well. Connor McGovern, Andy Janovich, Will Parks. Their final draft pick in that class was Riley Dixon, the punter. So, look, this is a very solid 2016 draft class that I don't think a lot of people talk about and, and give John Elway credit because of the one big miss, and that was Paxton Lynch. Now, I don't want to argue the the missing on quarterback, the evaluations there, because there's obviously a problem there. He has uh, ha- just picking quarterbacks in general and thinking over the last couple years that whether it be draft or free agency, the quarterback evaluation has not been good. It has not been good. Thinking that Case Keenum could be a good bridge, that was a failure. Joe Flacco looking very much like the same. The idea that Trevor Simeon or Brock Osweiler are the combo of the two and that second stint for Osweiler could be a good bridge until whatever next was coming, whether you were trying to develop Paxton Lynch, not a very good idea. The evaluation of Paxton Lynch, not a very good one. Brock Osweiler, also not a very good one, a complete miss. And let's be honest, there was uh, also multiple reports out there saying he was a big fan of Brandon Whedon. It has not been great at the quarterback position. Make no mistake for John Elway. But, but I will say this. There have been some players selected by John Elway in his couple drafts over the last three, four years that have actually panned out and have at least made it to the point where the draft was salvageable and not a complete disaster in 2017. Because again, you take out 2017, 2016, 2018, and 2019, looking somewhat solid. They're looking somewhat solid. You got at least a couple players out of those drafts that could really, really help your team. And again, now if you're Denver, you own your first round pick, your second round pick, your third round pick, to go along with Pittsburgh's third round pick and of course now San Francisco's a uh, San Francisco's third round pick from the Emmanuel Sanders trade and then two fourth round picks Denver's and San Francisco's in the trade for Emmanuel Sanders. So, Sanders leaves the Broncos, where does that leave Denver now on offense and should he be the only player moved or should there be another one? Mm, potentially one on defense, one that plays cornerback. We'll talk about that next. All right, so welcome back, Broncos Blitz Podcast, of course, presented by our friends over there at Tap 14. All right, so we got a special little treat. I mean, uh, John Elway, of course, trading away Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Elway joined the media to discuss the trade and on a conference call explained why the deal needed to be done. And then there was an interesting uh, comment that he had in which he discusses a, I guess there was some sort of situation that happened. Uh, or what he describes as after what happened after the Tennessee game. And again, remember, if you go back to the Tennessee game, that was the game where Emmanuel Sanders, it must have been some point at, at halftime or towards the tail end of halftime, we heard that Emmanuel Sanders was out for the game with a knee injury. We Nobody ever saw the injury, and we were all very curious about what actually happened. And um, I actually came on this podcast and said, boy, it seemed like that was a very weird situation that just it was just very off that he was all of a sudden out, and then for the KC game on a short week, he was totally fine. Uh, that was a game, remember, he only got one target in that first half, and so 
Uh, Elway talks about that. He talks about uh, what the team, it, it, there's, they're not waving the white flag, if you will, on this. Um, but here is what he had to say. And then at the tail end, he explains what he means by what happened after the Tennessee game. Uh, you know, I think eventually with, um, you know, with what happened uh, after the Tennessee game and where we were and the opportunity to, um, but the value that we're getting for him decided it was the best thing for our football team to trade Emmanuel. Uh, you know what, I think the team understands the move. The bottom line is we're still trying to win football games, and this is not thrown in the... Uh, we're not throwing in the towel by any means. We're still trying to win football games. And I think what the message that it sends to the the, the rest of the team is they know what message is being sent because um, they've been around. So uh, they have a good feel of what's going on. So, again, welcome back to the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's all presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. The Denver Broncos, they end up trading Emmanuel Sanders to the San Francisco 49ers, along with a fifth-round pick in return. They get quite good value. Denver's going to get the third-round pick of San Francisco's, as well as their fourth-round pick this year in the 2020 draft. So Denver going to be loading up. They have seven draft picks within the first four rounds, and certainly uh, a real opportunity at Denver selecting four times within the first hundred picks. So uh, there is uh, going to be a lot of opportunity for Denver to get some real talent. But again, the question now remains is what do you do with those assets, you know, and what you do with those ingredients? It's you may have grade A lettuce and you may have a, a tremendous amount of fresh tomatoes and great corn. But can you make a good taco? Uh, that's the question. And that's what the chef, John Elway, is going to have to do with the assets that he now has. So John Elway ends up moving Emmanuel Sanders to San Francisco. Should he be the only player moved on this team? That is now going to be the question for everybody that they're going to ask about this team. Look, when you trade away Emmanuel Sanders, you are waving the white flag, period, end of story. You understand that this team is not going to compete this year. You understand that this team is now moving towards the future and rebuilding for next year. So why would you stop here? If you are the Denver Broncos, you 100% should be looking at the idea of trading away Chris Harris and any other talent that may pique the interest of other teams. Now, if you are a team around the league and, and you're going to hear this from different media or thrown out on social media, Madden-esque type deals, I don't think there's very much interest in Adam Gotsis. I don't think there's very much interest in Derek Wolf. I don't think you're going to see these, these players going to be able to move. The only other appealing piece on this Denver Broncos team is Chris Harris Jr. He is, of course, the longtime cornerback out of Kansas that is on the final year of the deal. There's a lot of criteria that has to be met for a deal like this to happen. The First of all, there has to be a team that is essentially punting on the season, in the Denver Broncos. There has to be a team on the winning side of things looking to put themselves over the top, like very much a San Francisco, uh, in acquiring Emmanuel Sanders, somebody looking to acquire a cornerback in Chris Harris Jr. You also need to find a situation where uh, it's an expiring contract in which uh, that contract is not going to be a consequence for the winning team after this year. Obviously, that is met with Chris Harris Jr., and then you have to find the value back in return uh, because of Chris Harris Jr.'s talent and what he brings. 
Turns out Chris Harris Jr. is still quite the ball player, and there is all those boxes being checked. So where does that lead us? There are teams that are looking for cornerback help, and I, I think may, just just a gut of mine and just kind of sniffing around, just kind of... <laughs> Ooh, who could be who could be a match here? Uh, Philadelphia seems like an interesting little piece that potentially could be a player here. Um, you know, a, a real big player I actually thought was eliminated last week in the acquisition of Jalen Ramsey was the uh, uh, the L.A. Rams. That obviously probably not going to be the case anymore. Now, certainly the Rams have not been shy in trading away picks, so who knows? Maybe something changes. Uh, money obviously has to match up, but certainly there are opportunities here to move Chris Harris Jr. And I think if you are going to dip your toe in the water with Emmanuel Sanders, it's time to jump in. It's time to understand that pulling the Band-Aid away little by little, hair by hair, hurts a lot. Rip the Band-Aid off and understand that this is your opportunity, particularly with a 2020 draft that is loaded with a lot of talent in a lot of places that you could be stockpiling on. Moving Chris Harris Jr. is nothing but beneficial to this Denver team. If you are going to dip your toe in the water, you make the decision. It's time to go all in, and it's trying to say, hey, would somebody take Adam Gosses for a seventh-round pick? Probably not, but would they? Would somebody take a Derek Wolf for a late-round draft pick? Would Chris Harris go for a third, fourth-round draft pick? If that is answered as yes, you make those moves because it is time to rebuild this game. This this whole entire team from top to bottom needs to be rebuilt from the quarterback position to the offensive line. They need, they need three or four new offensive linemen is really what they need. They just need a lot of talent. They are so talent starved right now as a team from day one, they just, they need more talent and you're not going to get that in any other way outside of overpaying in the draft or finding players uh, or excuse me, overplaying it, overpaying in free agency, or finding players in the draft. So, uh, look, this is a Denver team that uh, has dipped their toe in the water with Emmanuel Sanders. Will they continue and maybe move a Chris Harris Jr.? We'll of course stay updated on the latest edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, presented by our friends over there at Tap Fourteen Nineteen Twenty Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E the letter K Radio on Twitter. So. Broncos, they end up moving away from Emmanuel Sanders. Is Chris Harris Jr. next? Uh, look, just ripping the Band-Aid off, that's what may need to happen for this Denver Broncos team. You can find more info on the Broncos as we wrap up this podcast at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. And, of course, the all-new Mile High Sports mobile app. I want to leave you with what Emmanuel Sanders had to say to the media as he drove away for the last time from Dove Valley. It's, it's, it's hard, you know, Anytime you break up uh, or you leave, you leave a place. It's tough, you know. We had definitely had a great run out here in Denver. Uh, had a lot of great times, but obviously, you know, uh, all good things come to an end. So I'm looking forward to getting out to San Fran and showcasing my talent. Um, you know, uh, meeting the guys and um, hopefully, you know, adding you know my explosiveness and. My capabilities to our system and you know, trying to try to win. It seems like an ideal landing spot for you, no? Yeah, we kind of run a similar offense, and uh, just talking to you know Rich, uh, he was pretty much telling me that it's the same same offense, different concepts, but I'll be able to pick it up easy. So uh, when I'm call me right now, uh, you know, see uh, when I'm gonna get out there and get my physical, and, you know, 
get acclimated with, with the system. I know it's fresh, but when you look back on your time as a Bronco, what will you remember the most? How will you view your years here in Denver? Yeah, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl run was just, just, just fun. Uh, 14, 15 was some of the best days of my life, best times of my life. Um, just the fans. You know, I, I, I tell people all the time, obviously this is hard, but uh, you know, when, when I think about the situation, I think about the 8-year-old kid or the 12-year-old kid that has my jersey on them. No longer, uh, I'm no longer a part of the Broncos organization. So, uh, for, for those for those fans out there that, that enjoy watching me play and always brought energy and always um, sent me positive messages and rooted for me no matter what the ups and downs, I really appreciate you guys and uh, I'm forever grateful and thankful. So again, that's the last time you're going to hear from Emmanuel Sanders as a Bronco, as he is now officially a San Francisco. 49er. By the way, big thank you to our friend Michael Spencer at CBS for the audio. All right, we are all done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. Be sure, of course, to stay updated on the Broncos at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com for all your news, player profiles, breaking news, audio, and our daily podcast. That's at milehighsports.com. Milehighsports.com. See you, all To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.